You are now listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast. Welcome to 10 Years and Counting Podcast, hosted by the Sovereign of Single. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast with your boy, Petty Roosevelt himself. You're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast, your source for all the unsolicited dating advice you just can't get enough of, with your host, Tony, and great guests like me. Alrighty, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to 10 Years and Counting Podcast. Today I have Amanda on the show. Hi. <laughs> you are, I don't know how many uh, people I've recorded that I've met through Twitter. So you're just like another addition to that long list of people. <laughs> wow, thank you. I know, I just, it's because I always started off just interviewing friends <laughs> that I already knew. So it was like, the, it was like weird the first time I was like, oh, someone from Twitter is just cool with just me interviewing them, even though we've probably never, we've never met in person or we've right. never spoken before. So at least we have Internet before. friends are friends. Exactly. I know, it's just a different approach. It's the only kind of friend I have, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Patronize me, damn, that was a joke. Sorry. <laughs> For other friends, I swear. <laughs> That's true, all friends do count, doesn't matter where it started. Yeah. <laughs> I've had pen pals before, so that, that still counts. That was back when we used paper. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so today um, we're gonna be talking about ADHD and how does that affect, well, the individual that has ADHD and how that affects in dating and relationships. The way I sort of approached this is there were specifically things, and I'm curious, one, if you've ever felt this way with either a partner or someone that you've worked with directly, which have you ever felt consistently nagged or micromanaged? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely like the one being nagged, but also the one like micromanaging everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like somehow managed to be both simultaneously. Um, but yeah, like when it comes to doing things like making plans and like things that I care about or I'm interested in, I'm like very organized, not necessarily like organized, but very like um, prepared. Like when I plan trips and things like that. On the other hand, like everyday life stuff, like chores and remembering things not so much I definitely end up being the one who forgets something and then we have to turn around or or whatever no I've definitely felt that way I'm more organized with things that I like than things that I have to do so that always tends to like bite me in the ass when it's like hey um can you like go do something it's like yeah it's like wait you haven't done it yet it's like oh shit right <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I like my thing is like my mom will ask me to, to do something or like to call a relative. That's like the most common. And I'm like, or to text her when I get somewhere. And I always, always know I, I'm going to forget. So I just tell her to text me because if I see it, I'll respond, but I'm never going to remember to like do that. No, I definitely feel that. I don't know if I've ever felt constantly nagged. But I think that would only happen if there was something I know I was supposed to do and I constantly didn't do it because I was already pivoting to, to something else. 
Yeah, I've never been like really micromanaged in a relationship, fortunately. Um, Same. Yeah. Even though, like, I feel like I don't know if I would actually ever micromanage, but I think if I know I prefer things one way, it's being able to recognize that and be okay with that. Where I do one thing one way and that's completely fine, but then knowing, wait, but mm, that's not how I want it to get done. And it's just like knowing internally that it's not a big deal, but sometimes it can feel that way. Yeah, I'm pretty particular about certain things. <clears throat> and then on the other hand, like I am super lazy about certain things. It's kind of funny. Um, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like when I like clean or like tidy up, like I am not very meticulous and I've had partners who are like, super super anal about like every little detail and then on the other hand like when it comes to to other things I'm having a hard time thinking of an example but um things that like I care more about I get annoyed when other people like half-ass it so I wish I had an example too but that also just goes with obviously our great um planning skills <laughs> <laughs> I just like, came up with one I had um a boyfriend who he would always like wash his hands without soap and it drove me fucking nuts he would just run his hands under the water and I'm like it's not washing your hands and um that's an example of like cutting corners and just like being lazy that like annoys me um but if it was like me like this is one thing that I did that always pissed him off was I would never clean the cap thing on the toothpaste tube and I would just let it get like so disgusting. It's like a super simple thing and I just, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I totally get that. I'm, I think the only thing I could think of and it wasn't a partner, but it was more a roommate where it was like small specific things and I say small because nothing ever happened, but so, <laughs> so when I used to live in San Diego, um, we had like two doors. So you have the regular door and then you have like the sort of, I always forget what they're called. Um, Side door. It's like, it's like see-through, but then not really, but it's- Screen door. There you porch. go. That thing. Yes. Yeah, screen door. Yeah. So I remember one time I fell asleep with the door still opened. <laughs> but the screen door was closed so like it was dark so technically no one would know unless you yeah. were actually coming up a bar stairs so I remember my roommate's like dude what the fuck you couldn't just close the door it's like yeah about that I forgot but nothing <laughs> happened but that yeah. would definitely be <laughs> yeah I know I'm always like but you know did anything disastrous happen no so exactly let so, me live. Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't, don't criticize me for this. I will. It's just like a good to know. And just a reminder next time that when I come in, just close the door, even though I want air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have like a list of specific issues. Um, I know I did this one a lot, which is I always look around at like my surroundings, especially like if we're in an outdoor date. So like, let's say, um, yeah, so like, you know, you either go to a bar or a restaurant. I never really keep my eyes on the date for the entire time. It's just impossible when there's like other things going around me. So like, cool, 
if yeah. I then see like, let's say, I may notice two people are also on a date and I'm just thinking, hmm, what are they talking about? Instead of focusing on the actual date because I'm just looking at my environment more than the person I'm supposed to be talking with. Yeah, I feel that. I'm like also very observant. Um, not necessarily to the point where like I'm not paying attention to what's in front of me as well, but um, I do notice like a lot of small details and I always remember details so when the other person like doesn't do the same it makes me sad <laughs> or like um I hate when people are bad at directions like mm. I'm I always know how to get anywhere and like if I am not familiar like I can figure it out like that's just always been something um that I'm good at and so being in a relationship with someone who is like very directionally challenged is so frustrating and like I don't know it's irritating to me for some reason and I've definitely made that mistake a lot of the times where I don't know I I definitely agree but I've never I think for the most part since I've been single a lot more I've never had to like worry about specific things like that and I've never lived with a partner so I've never had to worry about small things like that but definitely on dates or just in general I'm always like getting easily distracted or going blank where I'm like oh yeah I know exactly what I'm gonna say when it's my turn (laughs) and then it's my turn like the fuck was I supposed to say (laughs) I know I feel that I uh yeah I'll like not be in a conversation and then jump back in and I like think I know what we're talking about and I'll just like agree with something and then figure out that it's like actually not what I thought and then it just becomes confusion yeah and I think that also like makes sense one of the things I was reading which I guess really makes sense is that like our minds are neurologically engineered to avoid the mundane like yes if something seems like blah or repetitive or boring I hate it (laughs) like I, I need something to sort of how do I make this fun? Because if not, then I'm legitimately not going to care. So I don't, I can't make bill paying fun at all, but I need notifications as a reminder. Like I know every time the end of the month comes, I have to pay the rent. That makes sense. But if I don't get like something in the mail or something, or I don't know, or something like makes it somewhat more interesting, then I'm going to forget. Like the, the only reason I remember some bills is because I just have a notification for like cool every 15th or specific days reminder to do this and even though it doesn't make it more fun but it's like yeah just don't care makes it pop up in your brain more yeah i uh have all my shit on auto pay usually but the stuff that i do get like randomly i usually put it off for like a really long time but i'll put like a piece of mail or like a note in front of me and it's like actually have a list of like things that I know I need to do that aren't necessarily things I need to get done right now um and I like pick them one by one like I had to like renew my car insurance so that was like my big task for the weekend um and I ordered my dog's uh clean tick medicine Mm. um I I've had I got a new car back in like October and I have been putting off um, ordering a a bracket for my front license plate 
and I still haven't done it, but I did get the registration sticker, which was also on the list. Um, but it's just been like, those types of things are so, so much like effort, um, to just go and do that. And I, I don't know, I have a hard time making myself do those things. If it's not like there will be immediate consequences if I don't do it. Right. Like you, you have to make the consequences so severe that I would actually keep that in mind. It's like the same thing whenever there's like, like an assignment or a project due. It's like, it's due in a week. It's like, all right, cool. Then I will, I'm not going to worry about this right now. <laughs> yeah. In college, I always was like, I did really, really well in college. Um, and I would always wait like two, two days before the night before. Sometimes I would wake up early the morning something was due and just like crank it out. Yeah. And um, I've never been like a person who does stuff early. I work best like um, on a deadline, I think. Or maybe not work best, but I just, <clears throat> I function more when I know that there's a deadline. It was like the same way when one time in college, I had to write these four papers. Um, and so, you know, you get the syllabus in September. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, all of these papers are due in December. It's like, but you can send them, you can, you know. Yeah. You have the luxury of <laughs> handing them. them Doing them whenever, yeah. Yeah, and you, you would get feedback. It's like, how about if I don't care about the feedback? <laughs> so right. you need to tell me this is due in December. So cool, I will start the day before it's due. Um, Literally. Yeah. Yeah, I always like wonder, I'm like, if I didn't procrastinate and actually like um, was organized and like prepared for things, like I would be too powerful. Like, I think that's like what it is. Like, I can't even imagine because right now I operate at like 70% and still like exceed expectations. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's like the worst part is <laughs> what would it look like if I was an organized <laughs> early planner? Uh, I wasn't impulsive, like things like that. Like, you know what, I, I would be there. What but if? What if? <laughs> yeah, I have a really hard time like prioritizing. Um, like the only way I can get things done is like if I have a to-do list of like three things mm -hmm. if there's more than three things I like can't like I have a hard time figuring out what to start and yeah. none of them end up getting done I've realized that I've gone through like so many different trials of trying to figure out how to get myself organized and like really long lists I can't do because I won't even start it if I know I can't get it all done in like one day if that makes sense no, that makes sense. I always opted for post-its sometimes. Like, I feel like if I just put post-its, like, on a wall and as things get done, even though I feel like it is a waste of paper, right, I'm just crumpling a post-it once I'm done with something. But it's legitimately the only way I can sometimes get things done. Like, a full-on list, like, one through ten, it's like, I can't do that. But if yeah, I have post Yeah, paralyzing. Yeah. <laughs> But if I have posted, it's like, oh, all right, cool. Well, see, now we could just make this a game. I was like, hmm, what's this one? Let's try this yeah. one and see how that goes. It's satisfying to like throw it out too. Yeah. I use post-it sometimes. I have a lot of like loose notes everywhere. I have like five different notebooks floating around and they're just like all chaos at all times. I have like 
a billion different note-taking tools like um on my phone and my computer like everything is everywhere i i have a really hard time like consolidating everything yeah no i'm same way like even i remember growing up uh my mom would always say oh my god your room's a mess it's like whoa, whoa what do you mean a mess so sometimes she would like come in and then organize it it's like, what did you do? No, I don't know where everything is. It's like, but it's organized this way. It's like, no, but the way right. I had it mentally, this made sense. <laughs> yeah, you like know where everything is. I was always very like meticulous about my toys when I was young. That was like one thing I always was like very good about is I like, took like really good care of all of my toys. And I had this like, I don't know if you ever played the Littlest Pet Shop, but... <laughs> I had like a 300 piece collection of these like tiny little critters and like all this crap. And I don't think I ever lost like a single piece. Mm. Like I had, I had it all like so preserved, but um, it looks chaotic, but I know what's what. Yeah, I think that's why like on Medium, my name, the way it's set up is called Organized Chaos. So like that's right. just my brain in general <laughs> yeah chaos is a good way to describe it definitely um do you ever feel like you have like any specific impulsive like have you ever done anything like impulsive where someone would be like upset about like for me i know it would be buying random things that i know i don't need but i was like oh yeah I want that. I don't need it. Like, I don't, did I need uh, galaxy lights? No, but mm. I love it so much. It is like my self-care on top of everything else I bought for myself for self-care throughout this quarantine so far. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, buying stuff is definitely like one of my impulses. Um, like if I, I have like, certain things that like once I get fixated on it and know that I like want it I like I will not not get it it's just a matter of when mm. um I have like an ongoing list of just like things that I will buy eventually um and then when it comes to like smaller ticket items like TJ Maxx is like a war zone for me like I go in there and just do absolute damage and it's like everything's so cheap but then you get a lot of it and you end up with just like a bunch of crap so that is definitely has been a source of disagreement um I'm a lot better about it now and like I'm really good with my own money like I'm extremely um interested in like personal finance and like very controlled in my spending <clears throat> honestly which is kind of like the funny part of it all um I just have like a certain amount of money that I lot to like blowing it on stupid stuff yeah I definitely wasn't really great at saving money when I was younger as well it was like one of those things where I was like oh I'm responsible for all of this like all right cool well now I can't just blow money as much as I used to but like also just be more meticulous where I remember one time I when I went to Seattle, I think it was like probably the most expensive trip I've booked in terms of not just, I think it was because it was more because of the length more than anything mm -hmm. else. So like it was for a week. So it was a lot different where I was like, oh, and I went by myself. So like realizing I can't divide 
any of these expenses around. Right. I probably did not spend as, I could have spent a lot more than I could have, but I was just always trying to find ways. It's like, oh, I don't really need to do this. Do I need an Uber to do to get there? It's like, no, but it's like another convenience. So it just kind of like forced me. It was like, I want to stay under this amount that I'm going to spend outside of flight, Airbnb and et cetera. Can I do this or not? So yeah, I think it just takes a lot of work. And I do agree that sometimes having a budget or I feel like I have to mentally tell myself how much money I have, even though I don't. So like, if I have like, let's say 3K saved, I need to assume that I have no money saved because <laughs> if not, I'd be like, well, I do have this extra right. money. That I so it's always like trying to, I legitimately have to play a game with my own head. Yeah, I, other, uh, yeah. <laughs> one thing that I do is I keep all my uh, savings in a fully separate bank. Mm. <laughs> like my checking account is not in the same banking institution as my savings. So as soon as it gets into my checking account, I like put, I like pay off my expenses for that month and then um, put as much as I can into savings. So it's like away from me and then leave like a whatever amount left um for me to just like spend on other miscellaneous shit until my next paycheck and that is helpful because if you're not looking at it like it's not there you almost forget about it no that's fair i used to do that the same with spending but then i was like oh if i don't see how much i'm spending then it's okay it's like wait no (laughs) and yeah i think i remember right before i started getting into investing I remember they're like oh like here's how much you made this month and how much you spent oh my God. there was one month where I spent more money than I made and I was like holy shit that's a lot of fucking money it was also my birthday so I guess like <laughs> birthday month was like okay that's fine but what did the other months look like it's like okay cool I did all right I, I, I get it we'll we'll call November uh we'll, we'll call that a pass <laughs> that was a treat ah. yourself that was a treat yourself month but like now oh let's reverse this for like the rest of the months please <laughs> right um yeah I when I get really like I'll get like really obsessed with something for a little bit like I had a period of time where I was like obsessively like um checking on my investments and like doing like research constantly um and like just spending like all this time um trying to make more money it would like drive me nuts and then I just like when it was like it was really bad like during the GameStop stuff I Mm. was like very like riled up um about Robin Hood and just like generally obsessing over my investments and then everything went in the shitter and I was like I can't look at this anymore I'm gonna check back in like three years and see if it's any better I think the issue with me it's definitely those dopamine hits are the worst when it comes to like spending like I don't get any dopamine hits from saving it's like okay well I'll feel better about that later but right now what is like what could I get the most dopamine hits out of right now one thing that I get like a kick out of that is not blowing money is like um paying off like things like 
when I would pay off, I paid off like all my student loans within a year of graduating. And um, they were all like individual, like small loans. It was probably like 12 loans altogether. And every time I would like pay one off fully, it was like, yeah, I would get like stoked. And then I'd get really motivated to like pay off the next one and, and stuff like that. So that's a good way to kind of get like the dopamine hit that is like productive. Yeah, that's true. Um, have you, I don't feel like I ever, I, I do, this has happened a few times, but emotional outbursts. And I think it depends on the scenario, but I feel like if I'm being misunderstood or there's either like lack of communication, then I think, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it, it would be an outburst. It would just be more of a like, what the fuck? Or I could have easily just been more diplomatic if that was the case, but just sometimes if something just keeps repeating themselves or something happens or it's like it yeah it'll just come out but it's like not something that's more I think it's more verbal than more emotional like I feel like I wouldn't know how to emotionally say it so it would just be more of a confusion or like yeah definitely cursing but not to the point where it was it was just more of a I guess it might also be like an irritation too. Like if I've said something a couple of times and someone isn't fully understanding it, then I, I don't know. I think that would be the point where that would happen, but never like to the point where it was like too, what's the word? I guess negative, just more, I don't know. I think that would just come out naturally without it. Like I'm trying to think of an example and I can't think of one at the moment. But yeah, I don't know if you've sort of felt the same way or has it happened? I'm gonna lie, I don't really know what you just said, but I do remember the first part was <laughs> emotional outbursts. Yes, um, so yeah. I, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, I'm a really communicative person and I'm very um, like expressive. So that's kind of always just been like a personality trait anyways. Um, so that's not really like speaking my mind isn't like out of the blue or like necessarily like an impulse for me it's just like how I live um but there are instances where like I'll get like stuck in a weird mood just out of nowhere from like certain things and I like can't figure it out and I get like really restless and like panicked mm -hmm. um like the most recent thing that happened to me was like it was actually like yesterday. Um, I like somehow like stumbled on like this Instagram account of this girl doing motocross and in Utah and she like just learned how to ride a bike and like had like 50,000 followers. And I just sold my bike like a couple weeks ago and I'm like sad that I don't have it anymore. And like at the time I didn't realize that was what made me upset. <laughs> But like the whole rest of the night, I was like super pissy and just like, eh, like had a crap attitude with myself. And then like looking back this morning, I was like, oh, like that, that was it. That's what set me off. Cause I want to be doing, you know, moto and have 50,000 followers and not have to have a real job. I just want to ride bikes. Um, but obviously it's not where I'm at right now. 
I legit thought you were gonna say she actually bought the bike that I sold. It just has the- no, <laughs> no, too far. Um, but yeah, I was like really salty about, and that happens to me a lot. Like in the moment, consciously, like I don't know what, like why I'm upset, and then I usually can figure it out after. I think that's the thing with me. I can never really hide. I feel like even if I'm not 100% honest with my words, my facial express expressions take care of any of that. Mm-hmm. Where I'm mean, like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Like, you're, you sure? It's like, mm-hmm. Like, you're, you, what your, your face is telling me is something completely different. And it's like, okay, I have to now learn how to verbalize this because I don't really know how to. And I think that's been super helpful to avoid any, I don't wanna say outbursts as much as just how one thing can sometimes change the direction of my emotions sometimes. Yeah, I am like usually pretty good about like being honest about how I feel, unless I like feel like it's not even worth trying to talk to that person about because I like feel like they are not gonna um like work to understand me anyways like I've definitely been in relationships where like something bothers me and I just am like well you know I've tried to bring this up before and they blew me off so like what's the point I'll just you know um suck it up and it'll all come out another time (laughs) um but yeah, that's not really functional, honestly. <laughs> mm. um, I think, so the one I was mentioning before was sort of communication, miscommunication. And I think that was my issue of trying to combine two things into one. But um, I don't, and I think I've done a better job of being more honest and understanding how to communicate my emotions more. But I'm not going to lie, I've, there aren't times where I sometimes will then just go to like sarcasm or another thing as as a way of dealing with something just because I'm either frustrated or something at that point. And I could just say I'm frustrated with this, but if I don't know how to say it, I th- usually sarcasm would be the the option. And sometimes that can be annoying to a partner if you're thinking, oh, well, are you like taking me seriously or just being a dick for using sarcasm? I use sarcasm a lot just in my like everyday life. It's not necessarily like a mechanism for me um, to deal with emotions. Um, But when I am upset, I do sometimes like resort to just like if I so I like like to think I'm actually really good at conflict resolution um and I am super communicative and like I'm always willing to like talk things out and um try and come to an understanding with the other person but if like kind of like I said earlier like if I know from past experience that like it's not going to get to that point and the other person is just like not even receptive um then I'll resort to just like, you know, sarcasm and kind of just like shrugging it off. Um, One thing that I like never ever do though in relationships is like resort to like being mean. 
um, because that's like probably the most damaging thing you can do is actually be like unkind when you're in a bad mood or when you're upset about something. Yeah. I think that's like, like sometimes I know I'm not the greatest at conflict resolution, but if I know I may say something that I don't want to say, I'd rather not say it. Like, I'd yeah. be like ooh, I, ooh, what I really want to say is not gonna one, fix anything here, probably just gonna make things worse or might actually break whatever it is that we're working on. So I think yeah. that's a come, I sometimes prefer taking like a step back from a scenario where that can happen. And it's like, uh, you wanna be honest and upfront, but I just, if I say it now, <laughs> it might like lead to, it, yeah. might actually, it might not fix anything. Yeah, for me, like a lot of times, like, I'll be having like an in-person argument with a partner and then like like go and like take space and like write everything out and like continue the discussion but over text and like everyone always says that like texting isn't a good way to like discuss stuff but honestly like for me because I process through writing um it's really helpful for me to be able to kind of lay everything out visually um it's also really easy, like when you're going back and forth with someone in real life to like forget what they said or they forget what they said or you forget what you said. And it's a like, you said this or blah, 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 like um, kind of weird, like back and forth. And it kind of distracts from the entire uh, discussion. Has that ever happened to you? Um, yeah. I. I legitimately had to switch ways of talking just because, well, see, I'm the opposite. I don't particularly like reading a lot when it comes to like text messages, like if it's a long ass thread. And I was like, yeah, uh, where do I begin to respond? Like, so um, I've always preferred, if, especially because now, at least with an iPhone, you can reply to specific text messages. Yeah, I'm so I love that. that so I love yeah. that because I feel like that would make more sense in an in an approach of trying to have a long conversation with someone like if for some reason phone isn't going to work so we'll just do that then i would rather someone break down what they're trying to say individually because then i could just sort of respond to each which is helpful but i'm not going to lie if then let's say we then ended up talking about like so you remember that convo it's like yes and no like I remember we had a talk, but like, if you expect me to remember the details of it, no. At the time, like for me, for that day, it was cool, fix or find a way of having a better cohesive conversation about this. And then after that, it's sort of like, blah, whatever. Like, um, it's sort of, I remember the most parts, but I don't know. I, I think sometimes a phone call is a lot easier, but, and this is the worst part because I don't ever want a relationship to feel like work but I love bullet points and sub bullets so mm -hmm. much. They, they just make things so much simpler, but you can't have that on like texting or you could, but that's just a lot of work. So it depends on, I would kind of hope like if, depending on the situation, I don't mind varying into like different forms of communication, I guess. If that even yeah. answered the question you asked. See, that's also like the worst part. I will go on the worst tangents, <laughs> which is not necessary. But that's also what it's like. <laughs> um, for me, it's 
uh, I like to like confirm that I'm understanding things correctly. Mm. Yeah. That's like one thing is like, I have to know, like be confident that I'm understanding something right to like move on. It's like, I watch TV with the subtitles because if I miss like even a little bit, like of the words, I like have to rewind or like, I can't start shows in the middle and I can't do shows where it's on every week because like, I forget what happens week to week and the recap's not enough for me. And like, I, I have to be able to like binge it all at once. Um, anyway, so uh, in relationships and stuff, I like to like break down their feedback and to like takeaways and like confirm like, okay, this is what you have a problem with. I'm like, this is like the proposed um, like solution, you know, and how I can do my part to like address the situation or change my behavior or whatever. And um, that's like super functional, but no one has done that like in return for me. So it always mm-hmm. just like ends up, um, I don't know, at some point it's like you, you're not getting anything back and you're like doing your best to try and like do functional conflict resolution the other person just you know it sticks for a little bit but then they'll kind of go back into their old ways and it'll just like you're back at square one yeah I I think that's always like the difficult part where I feel like as someone who learns and processes things a lot differently sometimes I feel like I have to do a lot just to understand the other person but like and and I won't say that this happened this has happened a lot in relationships I think this, is a, this has happened a lot more in work relationships where my way of learning and organizing is completely different than someone else and then so instead of trying to understand my point of view it's always more I have to now conform to how someone else does something and it's like my brain cannot sometimes understand this so I need to legitimately break everything down just to even get something that's probably simple for someone else. Yeah, I, yeah, I, in my like job, I get a lot of freedom in terms of like how I wanna manage things. Um, So I don't usually have to like conform to anyone else's like structure of like organization or like maintenance, um, which is really nice. One thing that I do have like a lot of trouble with is like prioritization of tasks. So I have my boss meet with me like at the beginning of every week to like help me figure out like, okay, what are the three big things like I need to get done and like in order of priority, like what is essential, like what is, um, you know, something that it would be great if I could get it this week, but it's not the end of the world, things like that. No, I'm, yeah, I'm the same. I think it's also leads sort of like similar to like the next point, which is easily distracted, which happens so much. The fact that I'm able to teach for three hours makes no sense because I'm not gonna lie, there has times where I've been on Twitter (laughs) and teaching a class at the same time because I just, I don't know. It's like, I understand that I have this assignment and thing to do, but it's impossible for me not to look somewhere else. And I guess like that has sometimes gotten me in, I don't wanna say trouble, but I'm really addicted to my phone. I, Mm. 
it is the worst distraction. Like we can be out and about and I will just randomly want to just check my phone. And it's just because it's been such a habit where I know it's bothered the other person. And it's like, hey, are you, do you always have me on your phone? Like, no, it's just a form of habit. Like I don't have my fidget cube, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely bothers me. Like if I'm out with someone and they're like on their phone, just like scrolling through Instagram, that pissed me off. Um, unless we're like actively like discussing something and like they're pulling up a picture to show me or like something mm-hmm. related to that. Like, I don't like that. Um, I get really distracted um, in situations where like I'm not the person having to talk mm-hmm. um, or like the center of attention. <laughs> um, if I am just like a listener, like I have a tendency to tune out and I have a really hard time keeping up and I'll be doing, you know, multiple things at once. But when it's something that like I am like really into or know a lot about or um, have a lot to say, like I like zone in and just like don't stop. Um, I get like really focused on a specific thing and then I'm like laser focused and um, super sharp but it just, it has to be like someone is asking me something directly or like I have a specific task. Yeah, I've learned to just turn off notifications. That's been my... Yeah. That doesn't I always help. To do that. It doesn't always help, but I'm less likely to be like, ooh, I got a new text or something else. Like, I don't need to answer it right now, but it's right there. Like, look, it's... yeah. I also turned off, I turned off like my Twitter badges and like the screen, like you can't see them on the screen. Like you have to Mm -hmm. literally go into the app. Um, Cause if I see the numbers and like, it's the worst, like whenever I have like a tweet that like blows up a little bit and I get like a ton of notifications, it's like cripples my productivity for like the next day and a half or like LinkedIn that happens a lot, especially when people like comment on my stuff. And I like have to think of a response and like actually like put effort into it. I like put it off as much as I can. And then I'll like sit down and like do it all at once. Cause I just like, it takes so much brain power to like do these like random one off tasks, Mm -hmm. which is like an actual thing. I listened to a podcast where they talked about how like um, checking email and like doing email is like one of the worst things that like um, we have like productivity wise because it just like derails so much and having to do like that back and forth that's not like immediate correspondence takes up so much brain power. And when you're constantly like switching back and forth and then like checking emails in between, it's just like so so unproductive whereas if you like schedule a block like at the end of every day to like bang them all out at once like you're going to be a lot more efficient so I try and adapt that style yeah I've always been told sometimes to do like the 45 15 where you try to either like work for 45 minutes and then check emails for like 10 or 15 minutes and see if you have to respond on anything is probably an approach which I get but sometimes I legit don't want to check in 45 minutes. I want to take legitimately two hours and get something done as yeah. 
efficient as possible, but sometimes somehow I can't do a task without an email and it's like, oh, can, can we just move this forward or have a email? And I think that's, I yeah, I think that's the worst part where if, and I'm the same way whenever I'm either recording this or writing and I will legit write and it's like, all right, cool. I got 100 words. I deserve a break. <laughs> I, I give myself way too many prizes for being somewhat productive. <laughs> like, right. I, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think sometimes that 4515 makes sense for emails, but then there's other situations like I don't really need to spend so much time in emails when there's so much other things to do. Yeah, I will like, um, I don't really care for email or anything like that. Like I actually hate having to write to people because I'm like, um, I've always been like a writer. So when I do write, I'm really thoughtful and it takes a lot of energy um, for me. And I don't really just like half-ass it and respond. So I like have to wait until I have like the brain power to like write a coherent, like thorough response. And I end up just like putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because like I don't want to do it unless it's like perfect. Um, and then it ends up just being forgotten altogether, um, which is not really ideal. Um, so yeah, that, that's hard for me. Yeah, and, and I think it's always weird. I try being perfect a lot and I know that's really impossible, but then there's other times where I'm so negligent that I don't even like proofread before sending something. Cause I'm like, all right, cool. I got all the thoughts out, great. <laughs> And then I'm like, hey, did you by any chance read that beforehand? It's like, no. <laughs> like, I can't lie. And then there's going to be like, what, what did yeah. I do? Where in the email did I fuck it up? Because I know I did. Or I, I don't like proofreading my own work. I, and I think that's the worst, especially like writing, especially like when I used to, used to intern at this uh, magazine. And it was just always helpful to have, um, multiple people read your stuff. And it was yeah. always like more, you know, there's a difference between like, I don't need someone to proofread my emails all the time, but it's just always helpful to get a different point of view because a lot of the times I think something sounds right. And then someone's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what do you mean? It's like, it's like, oh, were you just right? Were you just typing out without any like point that you were going through? And sometimes I do that. Like I sometimes write the way I think. And I can imagine sometimes what that would be like as a partner where like i'm just rambling on and on which i'm probably doing now um yeah <laughs> and sometimes like so what was the point of what you were saying it's like i don't know i i just needed to get all my thoughts out and i feel so much better now but the other person's gonna be so confused it's like one you didn't answer your own question or you just deflect it and it's like oh oops can you repeat the question and i'll do a better job of just answering the actual <laughs> question you had yeah I've dealt with a lot of people like that and like in partners as well it's definitely frustrating when someone like goes off on like a big long tangent and somehow like relates something back to themselves like when it was not about them in the first place and like I get that you're like trying to connect by like um articulating like a similar experience or something like that but there's like a line I guess, um, between like being like relating and like kind of forcing yourself into like the topic of conversation 
and like just not really paying attention to like what the other person said like I really 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 don't like that um and it's easy to tell kind of as well yeah what's been helpful with having a therapist is she just always calls me out on shit like that so what I've always asked people is like please let me know if at any point I do a b and c especially tangents where I avoid um answering a question because it's so ingrained sometimes where you I don't know you can ask hey like what's your favorite color and I'll be like well you see it depends right color is such a big mm-hmm. spectrum and then I'll get to the point where it's like I just finished talking it's like you haven't answered the question it's like right what was it again because <laughs> now I went on yeah. my tangential rants and I don't remember what the beginning was so I think yeah that that's been like my way of sort of solving that sometimes or it's like did I go on a rant and did I just say something I wasn't supposed to do or did I like not answer the question because I feel like if I have to sort of keep myself accountable and not always assume someone's going to just say it because they're upset and that goes back to like hoping you have open communication with someone where I don't know I've sometimes mentioned that I don't like using ADHD as a reason for not listening or not caring and it's not because that's not the case it's just sometimes it just happens and I don't know it gets really tricky at times I don't remember yeah. what the beginning of this was but yeah <laughs> yeah I have a tendency to be like very straightforward um and very thorough like when I'm communicating or like telling a story or or whatever um in like professional and personal life um but if it's something like I am not interested in or don't have any input for like that's where I kind of zone out and become like not a very good conversation partner but when I'm like interested or like zoned in like I'm great and like super witty and sharp but there are instances where like, if it's something I just literally don't care about, I just, I just do other things at the same time. <laughs> Cause it's like more practical to like multitask. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my worst habits is I sometimes easily, it's not really even being indifferent. It's just how quickly my interests and passions change out of nowhere where like, I'll like something, I'll do it for a bit. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm moving on to something else. And I don't know how, like, how in a way that sort of relates, but I think it is difficult sometimes because I can never fully give, it's really hard for me to like ever have my 100% attention. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like a jack of all trades. I constantly have like new hobbies or skills that I'm picking up um because I like to be like pretty good at everything but I'm not necessarily like a super duper expert in any one thing maybe a couple things I'm I would say like a couple things like I would consider myself like expert but I kind of just know a little bit about everything or like when it comes to like sports like that's another thing that's important to me um I literally like do everything because I just I like everything and I want to be able to do everything 
and I also like there's a certain vibe for like each activity and I like the variety like I like to you know ride moto and like be on like a dirt track and like kind of like have that sort of um lifestyle and experience like some days and then other days like I'll go to the country club and like golf um and it's like they're totally separate um like cultural situations and like I like to be able to do both no yeah I think that's the thing I one of the statements I always hate the most in like media is how full your plate is like yeah my my plate is always full I always want to do more than I can manage and I think that's the worst part is I sometimes tend and I think I've done this in like dating and relationships where I've like over promised to the point where it's like I'm not really going to do all of this and and I think that's the worst part I've had to just learn to just say no or I can't because I definitely feel like I can handle a lot more than I can yeah for me, it's like I'm, I am like hard to keep up with, I guess, sometimes for some people because like I want to do all these different things. And it's really hard to like find people who are also down to do so many different activities and have so many different hobbies and like experiences. Um, a lot of people are like, they have their like one or two things that they like really enjoy and do all the time. But for me, like, I can't, I can't just do the same thing constantly. I always have to kind of challenge myself. No, I, I agree. I, and I think that's the worst part is that bored. I get bored really easily a lot. So I don't know. That, that's why I always have to like move to something else because I'm like, all right, cool. Well, that was cool. But now I want to learn this or do this instead. Um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? This is something I've always tried doing and I'm really bad at, which is like, don't interrupt when listening. Mm-hmm. I just always want to, and it's not saying I ever want to interrupt someone is I know if I don't say it, I'm going to forget. And it happens mm. so fucking much when it's like, mm, wait, let me let you speak. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. And what do you, and I was like, wait, what was I going to say? I forgot. <laughs> right you're like focusing so hard on trying to remember it right um yeah I try my best not to interrupt because I have been in relationships where like the other person literally like tries to like finish my sentences and I'm just like that I hate um it's almost like they're giving off the vibe that like they don't have time to hear my full statement and they try and you know uh wrap it up for me and that can be really irritating um and uh I definitely like have moments where I like really want to say something and then I'll forget it that happens to me a lot sometimes I write it down like if it's during like a work meeting or something um but yeah I definitely have to try hard to make sure that I am giving that person like my full attention while they're speaking and not trying to butt in yeah I definitely have tried being better at that and it's just always I just not saying like I interrupt on purpose it's just always I know my brain is going to forget this so please like (laughs) like I'm not doing it to be mean I'm doing it because of my own issues um 
but yeah. Or sometimes, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever like just had something stuck in your head and it bothers you the entire time? So like sometimes someone's saying something, it's like, oh shit, I just remembered something. And now that is all I'm thinking about. And then I'll have to be like, hey, can you repeat everything you just said? Yeah, that happens to me or like, or they'll say something that will like make me upset or it'll be, I don't know, it'll cause some sort of reaction in me. And then for like the whole rest of that, like interaction, I like have that on my mind. Um, like I'm pretty sensitive. So like if I am talking to a partner, or, like just a friend and I say something that like kind of hurts my feelings, I like kind of hold on to that and usually end up approaching them about it just because like I can't function without like verbalizing it to them um it drives me nuts to have to like stay quiet but yeah yeah no I totally get that I take things so personally well like I don't know even even as a kid I remember um and like I would always be called like um what's the word like a super active person, but it always came across as negatively, which was always like, okay, I can't change the way. I, I mean, I could, but I don't want to. Uh, like me having so much extra energy to do things, it's not negative, but it always felt that way. So I don't know, I always took things, I always took like either rejection or criticisms a lot harsher than I should have, just because, especially if it's like something I know that it's more me. Like, I feel like if I made a mistake, that's fine, like whatever, but like, I don't know, specific. It's just really hard sometimes. And I know it's probably not as bad as I think it is. It's just easy to, I don't know, either take that in more. So, and I think it's just sort of sometimes it's like, maybe they just want to tell you this because they want you to improve in this and that's fine. But it's like, but I'm also taking it like as I'm not good or worthy sometimes. Yeah, it's important to be like conscious of like feedback and not let it destroy you um I need like really constructive feedback like in terms of like actionable items that I can do like if I if someone tells me like I'm doing something wrong but doesn't give me any like insight into how I can fix it like that feels awful but when someone can like approach me about a problem and also have a solution that I can work with like I take it a lot better um and yeah just like generally like I've always been a high achiever so when I do get like negative feedback or like criticism it is always just like hard to to take just because you know it's not what I'm super used to no yeah and i think that's probably why i think it was a lot difficult like growing up because i feel like people would always just give you things that you're either struggling in or not good at it's like all right cool how do i get better if you're just telling me one thing like if and if you and if, if i'm if someone's supposed to tell me like hey it doesn't seem like you're paying attention as much it's like okay and but sort of then if we then work together, like, let's say if I was really bad at throwing out, like doing a chore, 
And it's just because for me, a chore is just a chore. But if either we together come up with like a solution or sort of come up with a different way of approaching something, then that makes a lot more sense to me where we're both coming up with a solution to a problem instead of it just being, all right, cool. If I need to work on this, I'll just work on it when I can. Because for me, it's like, if it's like one-sided, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. I also, I also really need accountability. That's the worst part. Mm, me too. Like if someone, yeah. So yeah, that's why like deadlines is super important. But I think having someone call you out on something, but not to the point where it's detrimental, where it's more like, hey, you know, I kind of just saw this and just want to hope that you just acknowledge this. And I think that kind of helps more because sometimes I don't want to feel like a child, right? I don't want to feel like, hey, where you're bad at this, you need to fix this. Like, okay, well, probably I may not now. <laughs> so that's just the petty in me too, sometimes. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I'm not very good at making myself do stuff unless it's like something I'm really interested in. It's something I don't want to do. I need someone else or like a deadline to make sure I do it. If it's something I'm really into or excited about, like I'll prioritize that over everything, even if I shouldn't. Um, it really just depends on how into the thing I am. You know, no, same. Um, Okay, I was going through specific things on what to approach next. Um, these were like three specific things, which I sort of understand. And I went, I, I sort of went over a couple of things. I didn't go over poor organizational skills because that has been already shown throughout this episode with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, let's not, we don't need to dive deeper into that. It's like, yes, making a list helps sometimes, but, um, I don't know. I've never approached this because it sounds it sounds weird to say, but and and I've done this with depression. It's been really easy for me to talk about that because I just think it's a lot easier for people to talk about that as a mental health issue, but sometimes not talk about like ADHD as a mental health issue. It sounds like it sounds like something a child has to like work through, but people don't consider it as like an adult thing. So. I wish I could just be like, hey, like this is what it's like being an ADHD person. And this is things that I'm going to struggle with within this relationship. It's not saying like, I'm going to do this all the time, but these are things that you're gonna notice. <laughs> but I don't know, and that also like feels like really forward, right? I feel like once I feel like you're in a relationship, it's a, I would feel okay bringing that up. But I think it's also a fair point because if I'm not saying like, oh, this other person doesn't know what they're getting into, but they're just going to know there's going to be times where I may forget to do something really simple, like lock the door or close something or forget to throw out the trash or something because I just easily got distracted with something else. And it's not because I'm not listening or paying attention to you. It's just because my brain for the second moved somewhere else. And that's just how it is. And it's not that I don't want to take accountability for it. It's just more, this is going to happen occasionally. Yeah, I think there's, I don't know, I never would like lead with anything like that yeah. um, in relationships just because like I hate, I don't know, I hate like labeling things and behaviors um, because it almost like creates excuses for like 
bad behavior. Um, and I, it's, it's almost like trendy online to like, mm. be like mentally ill, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Um, and like, I really don't know if it's like people are just being diagnosed more or like mm. things like the rise of the internet and social media has caused people to have more like mental health issues. Like, I really don't know, but I do know that like a lot of it is not as huge of a deal as you think. Yeah. Um, like, I know that I can be like super spot on and like on top of my shit if I like want to be um but so like I don't like to like just feel like yeah like I, I can't I can't pay attention I can't do that I'm gonna forget everything like I really do try my best to like not do that but when I do end up slipping up or like if I like mess up massively like then I'll bring it into the conversation and like be open about it but I don't really like to set like that precedent in the beginning um because like a lot of people forget stuff like you don't necessarily have to have like a diagnosis to like be easily distracted or like um you know and I think people are just very quick to like label themselves and like make an identity out of a a thing um I'm not sure it's also nice to like know that you're not alone though and Mm -hmm. that other people experience the same thing I have very mixed feelings about it no, that's fair. I didn't know that early on I was diagnosed with ADHD, but my mom told me after I graduated college, she's like, yeah, I don't want you to use it as an excuse. I was like, that's great, but that would have been helpful for me to understand this before. Like, now I feel really, I, I felt like really awkward and alone throughout high school or college. I was like, oh, there were just times that I wanted to study, but I didn't want to. And I just always got distracted with something else. And I was like, And I'm not saying like, I want to use it as an excuse, but it's more, I think just being able to have known that from an earlier age and not saying like, oh, so like, why wasn't I given Adderall? It's like, no, I'm not saying like, I just wanted drugs now, but (laughs) it would have at least made sense of why in specific scenarios, it was just easy for me to just ramble off or not pay attention and not saying every single time I ramble off or wasn't paying attention was because of that but in scenarios where I know I should be doing this but I don't want to because I find this more this is this is catching my attention more like yeah I know this paper is due tomorrow but this episode is only half an hour it'll be fine I'll still have 10 hours to finish this so or I could have spent that half an hour and then finished it earlier and then watched the show but for me it's just like I wanted that immediate gratification so I don't know. I, I think there's like pros and cons to it. I, I think, yes, a lot of our behaviors or the typical behaviors of ADHD is probably at least more now because of the internet and how much more stuff we have in social media where legitimately you have to say, oh, we need this ad to be six seconds because yeah. that's just how quick someone's attention is going to disappear. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's no wonder that everyone, you know, is self-diagnosing or, um, you know, realizing that they have all these different symptoms. A lot of it probably is, has to do with the type of media we're consuming constantly. I know that, like, personally, I feel a lot more 
I definitely feel a lot more on top of things when I'm not like constantly taking breaks to check my phone or the internet or, or whatever. Um, I found that that really like derails my productivity. That makes sense for sure. Um, yeah. And it's really weird. I was thinking of the point of views of like a partner that has to go through that. And I was just reading through some of these and I feel so attacked because <laughs> <laughs> I've made people feel this way and never purposely, but sometimes not feeling unwanted or feeling unloved. So I was like, that sort of makes sense where I don't know, my attention does go around, but it doesn't mean, and I'm also someone that likes their time alone too. So mm -hmm. instead of, I could just verbalize something one way and be like, hey, I just like these moments for myself or et cetera. And instead of just verbalizing it, it then sort of like makes them think, well, you know, I guess that distraction or whatever is more important than me. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's just how it happened. Yeah, no, I feel that it's really easy to be misunderstood. So yeah, um, yeah. So I think just like overall how, and it's weird, I'm not like one to give people advice or stuff like that. I'm, I don't know, but I just think there are approaches to either improve that with a partner. Like I know for me, I just really have to work on Yes, I think distractions is going to be the worst thing to like get over and not just physical distractions. For me, it's just mental. Like my brain is always going somewhere. And I remember someone saying something like, hey, I remember one time, I guess because like my best friend knows this about me, but she was like, yeah, you didn't hear a single word I just said, right? And she was, and I was like, yeah, no, I didn't hear anything you said. Can you repeat that? <laughs> But I don't know, I think like self-awareness is a plus, but then how do you bring it up without it seeming, like you said, you don't wanna overwhelm someone with like all this information, but sort of still being like self-aware and honest. Like, I don't know, there has to be like a weird middle. Right, yeah. It's good to be conscious of like your own flaws and tendencies. Um, but not necessarily letting it like define who you are or the way you act. You know, and I think just sometimes then understanding how your actions can, um, what's it called? How your actions can um, affect others as well. Like, I think it's easy for just to understand your perspective, but also how the other person is being affected as well. So I think it's just easy for you to think about, oh yeah, how, like, that makes sense. But if I don't then look at it through someone else's lenses, it's easy for me to just, I'm not saying shrug it off, but more, cool, I guess if they're not complaining about it, it's not an issue. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But um, yeah, I know you said you have to drop off soon. So I don't yes, my dog is yelling at me. No, it's cool. It's sort of <laughs> like what I would imagine 
I yeah, and it's a funny thing. I do want a dog at some point. So like, how do I then record? Just knowing that. <laughs> what? You can get a dog and still record. You I just know. have to plan better. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty low key, but he he ate right before this, so he probably needs to potty. Right, buddy. <laughs> you have to take more photos too. That's just the priority. What? Yeah, I know. Do you follow him on Instagram? <laughs> I do. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know. I've been really bad about updating his account lately. <laughs> need to need to put some energy into that. Overall, I'm just very like drained. My Twitter makes me like lose years off my life. I think um, just with the amount of energy it takes to consume and interact, and like I love it a lot, but it's a lot all the time <laughs> yeah and then you're also on LinkedIn too which is like I mean yeah. I use LinkedIn too but I don't use it in the grand scheme of socializing yeah LinkedIn is like a big medium for me just because of work and like there's a lot of pressure to create content and stay relevant and all that and it's just like constantly hanging over my head it's kind of exhausting but I really love when I do make it and people do engage so yeah. I don't know <laughs> no that's like the same thing like even with the last episode I recorded it took me two months to edit because I was like I, wow. I need to mentally decompress for <laughs> right because like creating something is simple but like editing and doing all the more meticulous aspects yeah feel like a lot more work which is like weird right like I feel like you can easily love something but then still not always enjoy it or feel like some of this is going to feel like work even though I know the end product is going to be great but there's always going to be parts of anything that just seems like ugh <laughs> yeah yeah that's like writing I hate it I hate mm. writing mm -hmm. but it's like I love it and when I do write it's like the best thing ever and it's also like half of my job is like writing and speaking even though I like also hate doing that I don't hate it it's just like it's it takes a lot out of me but it, I, I guess I must be because I'm okay at it I don't know no I I get that I, I think it's just also I think it's like one of the weird things about being creative where there's a lot of it but it's I don't know I weirdly enough I can't really explain why that's a thing but that's just something I relate to and I understand <laughs> But yeah. Well, anyways, I won't keep you, but I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and then also yeah. dealing with my awful uh, <laughs> <laughs> reminders. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to remind this person the day of. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was helpful because it wasn't on my calendar. I would have been out to dinner right now if I did not. Honestly, if it makes remember. you feel better, I didn't have a calendar reminder for this either. I just remembered it was Monday. Oh. So I was like, oh, yeah, Monday. Monday. Right. Uh, and that's the only reason I, why I remembered. It, it wasn't even a date. It was in like four or five. Oh, I just, yeah, I watched this go like a lot later. <laughs> but yeah. Well, um, yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun to catch up and chat through stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just keep up. There's more content coming from 10 Years Accounting. Support 
Tony, donate. I know there's like a donate link somewhere in there. We're gonna just like a little imagine a flashing bubble. It's a link in his thing. Have a good day. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna use this for the ending of my podcast. Now you're just gonna be.